experience something happen that usually happens when you either touch rock bottom or you get what you want is that I found that I kind of been caught up in this idea of the outside. If I get to that, if I achieve that, then I will be happy. Oh, I am so excited for you to hear today's conversation with Aurora Meningelo. This woman is amazing. She has not been afraid to reinvent herself. And you're going to hear her story of how she went from being very achievement-oriented to unlocking the secret to letting it go and following your heart. Listen in. This is going to be amazing. And if you have not gotten yourself into stressless success, today is the last day of the challenge, but you could still sign up and get into the Facebook group and catch up by watching the replays. I'm also going to be doing some pop-in segments over the weekend and next week. So get yourself in if you're interested. It is a free series of workshops. The content is amazing. The group is amazing. You are going to get so much out of this. So go to architectingpodcast.com and get yourself in now. Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Angela Mazzi. Welcome to the architecting community. And I'm so excited to have as our guest today, Aurora Meningelo. She is a transformative coach and she's also a writer, a public speaker, facilitator, moderator, and founded Repurpose Your Purpose. Aurora's whole focus is to live a life of purpose at our full potential. So welcome, Aurora. Thank you, Angela. I'm so excited uh, to reconnect and to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome. I love the work that you do about being inspired, daring greatly, going for it in life, because I think too often we don't do that enough. Yeah, um, this is a topic that, you know, it's been very relevant to my life. And, uh, and I think I had different ways of understanding it that brought me to my current understanding, which is one that is really anchored in every one of us. You know, we have our own inner wisdom and innate well-being. And so it makes a big difference when we connect with that and our daring comes from that versus what we think we should do. For those who might not be familiar with you, can you give us a little bit of your history and how you got to working as a photographer in the early part of your career to what you are doing today? 
<laughs> yeah, I will. I will keep it super short because uh, it's quite. It was quite a long journey. Um, but I was one of those kids who, you know, kind of always knew what she wanted to do. I really loved expressing myself and so the arts. And I went to art school and studied filmmaking and photography. Um, my first career change. Um, this is my second. What I do now. My first career change really was very difficult for me because I always had this identity as an artist, as a photographer, and I worked really hard, you know, to get there. And I found myself after years of enjoying it, that it wasn't working for me anymore. Mm. And I bumped into this very painful um, feeling of who am I now? And I sort of, if you had asked me at the time, I would have told you that I definitely um, knew that you're not your job and you're not this and you're not that. But in reality, I really bought into I am 100% my job, right? <laughs> it was very your identity. Yeah, outside focus identity. And so the idea of like, what do I do next when um, I've always pursued one thing and I always identify with this thing uh, was the hardest thing for me. So I will, you know, just skip ahead. Um, I found a way to reconnect with our, with my deepest being and I switched to marketing, enjoyed it a lot. Um, really, um, got into it from this approach to self-development that was very much like reasons or results. You know, you want it, you go get it. And the good part of that is that, yeah, I got a lot of what I wanted, right? The bad part is that I got completely burned out. Uh-huh. But out of that, out of that experience, something happened that usually happens when you either touch rock bottom or you get what you want, is that I found that again, I had been caught up in this idea of the outside. If I get to that, if I achieve that, then I will be happy. Yeah, that, that is so much what we all get caught up in, right? Yeah. Those external validations, those checking the boxes on somebody else's list. And so um, I loved your last podcast that you talk about not controlling, right? I was addicted to controlling and it had worked very well for me in a lot of situations. But when you're addicted to controlling and when you get used to getting stuff because you're controlling, uh, you actually lose your ability of being resilient because you cannot control life. Right? And if any of us had any doubts, I mean, after 2020, we, we should pre- pretty much have all understood that there's no controlling, right? We, we are so much out of control. And so if your identity and your way of going through life is trying to achieve that way, wow. You know, so I bumped into that. I bumped into, okay, I'm getting everything I want. And now my life is out of control again. And now I'm not happy and I've lost myself in the process. And so I found that the more outside focus I want, uh, I was and the more my attention was there, the more actually um, I lost what was really carrying me and giving me grounding, which was my deeper well-being, my deeper centeredness. And that really led me, uh, this realization and embracing the journey of letting go really carried me to repurpose your purpose and what I do now. Oh, that's amazing. I want to go back to these two times when you kind of said, oh, this is not working. What were some of the telltale signs that led you to say, I got to make a really big change? Uh, so um, when I was a photographer, I was a wedding photographer, and um, 
again, I loved it. You know, I really liked it. But I think part of what happened is that I changed. I changed from the inside. And my business grew. And then if you're a wedding photographer, you're very busy during, of course, uh, weekends. And you get booked a lot at a time. And I was already feeling like, you know, I really enjoy this. I enjoy the adrenaline, but something here is not working. And then my best friend from Italy, and this is like a really serious best friend. We're best friends since high school. We have matching tattoos from when I moved here right after high school, okay? So, <laughs> legit best friend. And she calls me and she's like, you know, I'm getting married. And I forgot what it was, you know, three months later, middle of the summer. And guess what? I was booked, you know? <gasps> I was booked. It was too close to that date. And I didn't really have the money to give up a sizable amount of my income, buy a plane ticket during the most expensive time to go. You know, that was for me a really big moment of like, okay, I'm not listening to my deeper feeling that this is not working for me. And now I'm I'm getting hit pretty heavily with the thing of like, it's not working anymore. There's something in my life that is not jiving. And I think that's a really important lesson because a lot of the time we look for something dramatic if we don't feel we want to do something anymore. But it doesn't have to be something dramatic, you know. We change too. Everything flows. If we learn to go with our deeper self, it tells us in a very subtle way when we're ready for the next thing, when it's time to open up. And if we don't learn to listen to the small voice, which is really the most important part. Um, We got more and more hit (laughs) with it, you know, like in this case. So that was really, um, for me, the moment where I got very present, um, you know, and bumped into that big change first time around. But you're right. It starts as like little whispers and pretty soon it's louder and louder and louder until you just can't ignore it. It becomes too painful to stay the same versus to change. Yeah. And the second time around, um, I think it was really the sense of having lost myself. And then, you know, um, it was a it was a function of being more outside focused and then getting it. And I sort of feel like um, it's it's hard to put into words because I don't want anybody here to hear it as in you shouldn't pursue something big, right? Because yes, I love pursuing something big. It's a feeling. It is something where you start, and, and in my case, it wasn't, um, I wasn't conscious of it, you know? I didn't realize it until it hit me really big. It's this sense of like my security will come from the money. My identity will come from the job. Um, My uh, feeling good will come from being successful and having recognition, right? So there's nothing wrong in pursuing success or money or job. But when your identity shifts to that, then you have a different feeling and it will come back in a way because you have separated from the deeper self. So my work is always about anchoring yourself in your deeper self because if you're anchored in that you can play any big game you want right you can create a big company if that's what you want you can go after the biggest success if that's you want but you don't lose yourself it comes from there so that burnout the sense of like losing yourself the sense of something's missing uh, won't be there you will actually feel in a sense of flow and a sense of harmony 
um, I see when my clients get this you know like they drop into this things open up and their life changes in such a powerful way it 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 takes over anything else with this sense of well-being and love um, and really being on purpose I, I love that you are saying that. I know it is something I preach probably more than people <laughs> want to hear it, but it's so easy to disconnect from that internal alignment and get stuck in what the world tells us we should be doing or the milestones we should be hitting. Um, I know you were going to talk to us today a little bit about going from that insecurity that can happen when you feel that friction, right, between your internal alignment and meeting expectations and being more confident because you're tapped in. When we start to feel that friction and we know we're out of alignment, how do we start to say, well, where's my anchor post? How do I tap into that internal wisdom? Ah, this is such a rich question. I want to say three things all at once. There are three things that really help me um, with this, and and I'm going to talk about them, and I want to invite anybody listening to this, listen from your wisdom. Listen to what I'm going to say next, not from this is a rule or this is what you should think or feel, but listen from a place of is there something that awakes in you when you hear me talk that maybe gives you a deeper insight? So one thing for me that um, I realized is that there's a deeper intelligence within me and within all of us that's very connected and attuned to everything else. It has a feeling of calm. Even in, in the worst situation, I can go back to it and it's centered and there's a peace to it. Now, when I was younger, I was very afraid that if I didn't feel the fear or the adrenaline or the anger or any of these other things, that I would actually fall victim to something I didn't see. So I had to really see for myself that it was a misunderstanding so that what those feelings alert me to is that something is off, but something is off within me, like I'm not centered. When I'm centered in my calm, I can see danger more clearly and I will not be caught up by fear that actually stands between me and doing what I need to do. This is something to experience because as I say, it can can hit you at an intellectual level, but it's a very deep experience that I want to invite you to start trying for yourself. And so the more I saw, and the beginning was hard, you know, it was really hard, but the more I saw that if I had this inner feeling of something's off, I didn't need to freak out about it. And I also didn't need to take it as literally something is wrong in my life. I had to take it as, hmm, I'm curious. Okay, I'm a little bit off from my center. And if I relax into this feeling, if I'm not afraid of it, and if I get back to my center, I will see what there is for me to see. Sometimes what I see is I'm making problems up in my head and I need to chill. Sometimes what there is is like, wow, this is really not a situation I like anymore. Sometimes there is, hmm, I have a feeling something's missing. I need to investigate, right? Like, I don't know what comes up. That's why it's your wisdom. It's your compass. That's why I had to learn to find that place in myself. But we all have that place. 
The second thing I started to see is that what I used to think as not practical was actually the most practical thing to do. So even when I started Repurpose Your Purpose, I would say we do inner work and then we do more practical things like your resume. (laughs) But the more I worked with people who were looking to change careers, grow their business, grow their career, the more I saw that if that connection was not open, if they were not able to be in their inner wisdom, that a 50-50 chance with the tool mm-hmm. for them to work or not, okay? So it's sort of like um, you're wearing the wrong glasses if you don't have this, you know? So maybe sometimes you can see, sometimes you can't, but we have when you have the glasses that were made for you, then you can see 100% of the time. So I really started to see that what I first felt was secondary or not practical, finding a way to rest in myself, taking time off, self-care at a deep level was actually the most practical thing I could do. The third thing that really, uh, from confidence, you know, that, that really from this sense of insecurity to confidence is what I started ta- to talk to you about today is that um, who am I shifted, right? Not from here, not from, not from the intellect though. Okay, um, so you have to know about me. I, I, you know, I love philosophy. I love reading. I'm all about information. Okay, so I love all that stuff. But I had to see that unless I started to identify with something deeper, something that um, you can't quite call, you can't name. You know, I often refer to it as source. Um, you can call it your divine self, soul, your soul. Sometimes I talk about it with people as in, um, you know that part of yourself that was always there and it didn't seem to age ever? When you were a child, it was there and it feels the same as now and yet you're not a child? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? What is that? (laughs) So so what is that? (laughs) So what is that? I'm going to let you figure it out because, you know, however you want to explain it. But I know that it's there for everybody. And in fact, whenever I say this to people, people are like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, right? A hundred percent of the time. So I had to see that that's who I was. And that's where I could always go to. And the more I identify with that, the more I could deal with everything, know what to do, um, take the hit, play the big game, fail, succeed, you know, enjoy life be heartbroken, whatever, right? Whatever comes. But the security came from, but I know who I am. It's, it's a very different way of going through life. Yeah, and that really resonates for me because sometimes I'll tell people, you know, I just feel like I'm six. It's been a long time <laughs> since I was that age, but it's how I kind of feel. But I really love that you kind of tapped into that feeling we have when we're children of confidence, of security, of being willing to try things. And children fail all the time, right? It's how they learn to walk, how they learn to do new things. And they don't think anything of the failure. They don't judge themselves. They just approach everything with a sense of wonder. And for them, anything and everything is possible. And as we get older, we start to turn that tap off and we start to become so judgmental and so critical that we shut down opportunities before we even have a chance to explore them. Well, yeah, a sense of insecurity comes from a sense of separation. 
So you see very much with children where I think it's around, you know, uh, they're two years old, they start to feel like mom is different from me, right? They start to have that sense of separation and the security comes much more than before, right? You can see. So if you want to take the child um, metaphor or example, you know, one thing that, um, you, you know, if you're listening to this, you can really start observing within yourself is, if your insecurity in life, anxiety grows, chances are you're starting to um, believe yourself as separate. And so it feels me against the world, out of control, what if something happens to me? If you can bring yourself back to a knowing that, but you are part of the world, you are made to be able to respond. You are made to be able to feel and sense and contribute then the anxiety and insecurity lessens because you're back in a state of harmony or union. Um, And so that was also very helpful to me to start really um, looking the direction, in that direction rather than the direction of separation. So a lot of the work you do is helping people define the life they love. What is the way that you help them kind of zero in on what that means for them and how it could look different, but still be the right choice? Yeah. Um, so I work with people in a couple of different ways. Um, one way is I have a six day coaching intensive. We have six coaching calls over six consecutive days, all about having a deep, profound realization to source, to this that I am, um, you know, describing today, this sense. And when you open up to that, a lot of the time, that's all you need to find your way back. Because you always had your way and somehow you got, you know, disconnected from that. Um, So that's one way. Uh, It's really something that I'm very passionate about and that um, I work with people from all over the world. When people come to me and they want specific career change, uh, we do one-on-one work over a longer period of time, but also I have a group program um, a couple times a year. The next one starts February 1st, 2022. In that program, we work on this connection, but we also do things like really getting clear about what you want from you know, from your own truth, a lot of the time, again, we are pushed to want certain things, but really, what is it that you want? And for some people, you know, they go through the program, they even figure out, well, I don't want to change career, actually, I just want a different boss. I mean, (laughs) right? So radically, what is it that you want? Reconnecting with your gifts, with what you can do, looking in the direction of possibilities. And also learning how to uh, talk about yourself, how to show up in a way that's true to you and and bold or confident, right? So um, from the inside out. So these are some of really the ways where I think it's it's maybe it might be helpful to um, describe some of the things I've seen. And um, I've seen people find their wisdom in such powerful and yet you could say very simple way once they do it it always seems like of course right like 
um, like I worked with somebody who was really in, in a bad, you know, bad um, company situation. They were the financial provider for their family. And at some point they just decided, you know, I'm going to interview and I'm going to let go of trying to fit in, trying to be what they want, trying to make it work and be super strategic. I'm going to show up as who I am, what I can provide, you know, being authentically myself immediately. Not only got hired, but then the company turned out to be such a good fit. And why? Because when you show up as yourself, you filter out all the people who don't like who you really are and, you know, good for you. And you filter in the people who are like, wow, this person is amazing. You want people to recognize you for who you are. Amazing, right? Um, Funny Um, how that works, right? So um, really this unlocking, right? This unlocking. And I've, you know, I've worked very often actually with people that want to start their own business as well. I think there's, that's another place where the sense of insecurity, one thing that I think is very important is to realize that we're all different. So for some of us, having a a paycheck and working for a company and doing that career journey is rewarding and it gives us a great sense of security and belonging and it's wonderful. For some of us, we think that's the way we should feel. (laughs) But in reality, we don't feel safe. We have fear. What if we're fired? You know, we feel bored. We don't like office politics, whatever. But we think there's something wrong with us because we feel that way. Well... You are who you are, right? And for those of us who enjoy having your own business, actually, it's amazing to find that the sense of security comes from being grounded and doing your thing. So I love this. I never know what people... I don't give assessments. Um, I don't know what people should do. I don't even try to guess, quite frankly. Uh, I learned very early during this work that there's no way for me to know the the way things work is that when people find their own inner wisdom, they reopen this connection with source that might have gotten clogged at some point or closed up a little bit. The answers they get can be surprising and yet make total sense. Yeah. And I love what you're doing with repurpose your purpose and really helping people to leverage their whole journey. This idea that nothing is ever wasted and that everything we've experienced, even the things that feel kind of negative, were important experiences to have in order to learn the lessons we needed to learn so that we could evolve and grow. Can you talk a little bit more about how you help people use their past to be a springboard for their future? Yeah, um, my very good friend MJ came up with that idea, repurpose your purpose, the the, the name uh, when I described what I wanted to to do, and uh, <laughs> it really captures. Um, well, you can think of this as the formless and the form, okay? What drives you, what always, for example, has been important to me, right? At the formless level was always the same thing but it t- it's taken different forms. When you can sit in the formless, you see that that was always the same. And yet, as you grow, as the world changes, as the people around you need different things, it takes the shape it, takes the shape it needs to take. The more you let go of wanting to have the solidity, wanting to say, okay, now I'll do this, and then I decided I'm going to do this, and it forever will be this the more you can actually let 
these forms come about in the way that works the best. So it's very counterintuitive. But the more we can go to source and reconnect, the more that it will come to you. Sometimes it will come to you. It will take the same form with a different boss, right? <laughs> it will take the same form and maybe I'm working for myself now when I have a job. Sometimes it will be something very, very different. But you will not have lost everything you've done. So I heard um, Marianne Williamson on a, I think it was a podcast with Oprah. I'm not, not quite sure, but she, she said this thing that really stuck with me. She said, you know, uh, younger people know more about things that change and older people know more about the things that don't change, <laughs> which I found how interesting. But there's a little bit of that. So for example, let's say that you've had a 20 year career uh, in marketing and you're like, I don't want to do marketing anymore, right? I'm tired. I want to do something else. But you have learned a bunch of stuff during those 20 years, how to express yourself, communication, um, how to build relationships with people, um, how to understand businesses or consumers, or depending what kind of marketing you were doing, other skills. There are all sorts of things, including the drive you had to do marketing, that those things don't don't go away. And so what keeps us alive, what keeps us going in this journey is that connection to that which is behind the form that before. And when we value that and we can show up with, I love expression or I love storytelling or, or I love being in service and I'm open to learning new things or to jump into something new or you know whatever it is, magic happens. Um, I really love the Tao Te Ching. I have to say, I tried to read it when I was younger. I didn't get it at all. And uh, <laughs> and then the past few years, I found it. It was like, okay, I'm starting to get this as much as you can get it. Um, you know, it, it says something like, only the dead are stiff and rigid, you know? Because when you're alive, you move. You're soft. Oh, you wow. Yeah. Right? Isn't that powerful? So why do you think, why do we think we have to find something and then get attached to it and reach it? I mean, that's not, that's not being alive. Yeah, that, that is so profound, you know, that, that, yeah, of course, to be alive means to be in a state of change. It couldn't be any other way. Yeah. And to feel pain sometimes, you know, and, and to be happy and, and all these kinds yeah. of things. My great grandmother used to have a saying, and I don't know if, you know, she used to say it in Italian. I don't know the Italian words. Maybe you do, but it essentially was only to the living. And, you know, well, good, bad, whatever, only to the living. Yeah. Yeah. This is ancient wisdom that, you know, it's, it's we kind of know and then we forget. And then, and then um, so there's a part of our mind that, is insecure, is looking for problem, uh, is in survival mode, uh, is scared. Well, you know, I still have it. I, I talk about this stuff and then I have my freak outs, you know, <laughs> my insecurity and all sorts of things. The only difference is that, um, well, it takes a lot more for me to be thrown, but the only difference is that I don't look for solutions from that same part of the mind. I understand I have to go to the deeper part that has much more wisdom and just to be loving uh, whatever is freaking out it's there to it's trying to protect me but i don't engage with it as in it's gonna know what to do it doesn't know what to do it's just freaking out that is that is so true when we are in that panic in that fight or flight 
we're not thinking with the parts of our brain that can access that that alignment and therefore all we are doing is you know scattering ourselves well this has been such a great session i love all that you shared about getting aligned and how we know when we're not aligned if people would like to hear more from you or work with you how can they find you yeah so you can visit my website repurposeyourpurpose.com um there's a lot that i have there um, i write i have a blog i have videos so you can find a lot of content um also if you're if anything that i said uh intrigues you um you know you can have a consultation with me we just talk about it and it's actually a real coaching call so that we can both deepen our work and see if it's a good match to continue and if you're interested in working together i want to invite you to take a take a look at the six day um, intensive and the group program to change careers Um, those are very good entry level points um, to work with me well thank you so everyone we will put the links to all of that in the chat if you enjoyed this session please go to instagram share your thoughts tag me tag aurora aurora what is your instagram um, oh, repurpose your purpose all right and let her know how much you appreciated hearing this and what you took away i know that she will be so thrilled to know that you got something out of this and i so appreciate you making the time to be here and share all of these pure gold nuggets here with the audience and i have to say thank you so much for having the podcast i love it and all the work you do, I mean, it's amazing. And I and I really love that you're bringing not only this wisdom, but all your experience, you know, with architecture. I mean, it's, it's fantastic um, when there's uh, all this knowledge. It's, it's really, I appreciate it so much. Oh, well, thank you. It, it's a lot of what you talk about, right? We can't do the work that's impactful if we don't do the inner work. That's why this is such an important thing to cover. So thank you so much. Thank you. for listening you made it all the way to the end of the episode which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world how amazing is that if you would like even more content just like this please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode i would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. (laughs) 